Captain Fall is a new animated dark comedy on Netflix about a gullible captain named Jonathan Fall, voiced by Jason Ritter, who takes lead on a cruise ship without realizing that his crew is a bunch of smugglers. On this podcast, we like to discuss the most recent installment of a different series every show. It's Friday, August 4th. Welcome to today's episode. Have you heard of a series called Norseman? No. Not the movie, the one that came out like last year. Yeah, no, I I know Alexander Skarsgård. Was he the one who was in that Norseman? Yeah, yeah, and it, that that got pretty good reviews. That got yeah. So was... did the TV series, and it was actually a Norwegian series. Came out a few years ago. Has a seven point seven on IMDb. They shot it both in Norwegian and in English. Oh, it's wow. on Netflix right now. You can go watch it. Um, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones Vikings parody. And when oh, I, parody. Okay, so it's a comedy. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like it, does it? Yeah. Norseman. But it's like another period or The Great, mm, okay. where it's like a period piece, but at the same time, the characters are acting absurd and, and crazy. And it was uh, made by these two guys named John Ivor Helgecker and Jonas Torgerson, the same two people who created Captain Fall. But they actually pitched it to Netflix as a live action show. And it would have been similar to their Norsemen show because they, they both take place on ships. There was a lot of like uh, Viking ships and, and moving around. And But Netflix was the one who said, you know what? Maybe we'd actually like to do animation for this. And so they brought aboard one of their people that they had under contract, Joel Trussell, an animator who's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'll give you a little test question here. He's done one of these uh, shows. Two of them are fake. See if you can get the right one. Okay. Breadsticks and Brooms Tricks, um, Pickle and Peanut, Jethro the Sock. Jethro the Sock is the fake one, I'm going to say. No, no, there's two fake ones and one real one. Okay, then uh, then the Broomstick one, the first one that you said. That one's the real one? Yes. That one's the fake one. Pickle and Peanut was the real one. Pickle and Peanut? When yes. did that come out? Uh, it's a kid's show. I think it's on like Disney Plus Plus or something like that. I, I don't know. But but that's what he was working on for a while. He went on to do this guy from Tennessee. It sounds like there was a lot of different countries that played an impact in making this show, which is kind of ironic because... It doesn't seem like it's being publicized a lot. Well, I, I, like literally, besides just the homepage of Netflix, I don't think I've seen an ad for Captain Fall. It's interesting you say that because I watched the first episode of this and I have to be honest, I hated it. I would have given it like a four out of ten. I did not like how unlikable the characters I were. I did hear it start slow. I, it was, and I was it, a little afraid about jumping into it. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the rest of the series. So you watched so, all 10 so episodes. So yesterday, I watched nine episodes in a row of this series. And it was a surprise to you because we were only supposed to do the first episode. No, I'm very happy you did. Just to see, like, because I was like, there's no way that Netflix, especially with the pilot that I watched, was going to greenlight this show with how terrible it was. And so your ending thoughts are... As the show went on, yeah. especially when it hit episodes like 8 through 10 and the story kind of picked up. I was like, yes, the, I can understand why this show was made. You became the, engaged. There's there's, there's definitely humor to it that I found funny. The problem I think that this show has, one of the biggest problems, is it, it follows the Royal Crackers route. Uh -huh. Because it's like one of those things where the jokes, it's 20 seconds overdue. They overdo it with just like how silent it is and how on running the joke ends up being. Yeah, it, unlike a lot of cartoons that we get nowadays, um, it, 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 I hear there's like a lot of anti-humor, there's awkward conversations conversations it's slow moving versus, versus like the quick clever smack you in the face dialogue that like a lot of shows depend upon this wants to be at its heart a cross between agent elvis and harley quinn and it works 
in some parts and then it just seriously fails in how, how about final space because it's those are both about kind of doofus captains who are aboard a ship full of kind of people who are better at the job than they are actually i would not compare this to final space because final space tried to have a lot of drama to it like actual drama that you were supposed to care about the characters yeah. one of the best things about this show is dramatic heft is not at play at all and it gets really really dark at that moment this is a show that's not afraid to make fun of like sex trafficking and human trafficking so i feel like there does kind of have to be a warning for yeah when like i that. said smugglers at the beginning i didn't just mean like uh drugs and stuff they're smuggling humans yeah they're smuggling humans and, and then there's like violence and there's there's it's more gleefully violent than agent elvis is when How? this show hits it's like action it's not as action-packed as agent elvis. i just don't think a lot of people have seen agent elvis so is there any other thing that you could compare it to i mean not not really archer because when it comes to when it comes to bloodshed it really is just about this show let me tell you what people have compared it to and what the show creators have compared it to okay, okay go ahead white lotus berry righteous gemstones Step Brothers, in brudges uh i would can't kind of see barry because of how dark the show gets but again it's always mix of comedy humor. with the darkness like the darkness brings in the comedy yeah but the darkness is not drama okay <laughs> I mean, I, we're definitely going to have to hone in on what you mean by that because like give me storylines give me some examples what are you talking about it's kind of like the man who knew too little that show because the first episode is about jonathan fall he's a naive meek gullible young uh trying to be captain but he's like showing up at the very bottom of the list whenever he's trying uh, to pass test the test yeah, yeah he's like 282 of 282 and so he decides that he's going to go to a career specialist to see if he can like possibly pump up those scores but then on the other end you have uh really the secondary characters lisa burrell was probably my favorite character pedro and nico are they, you pronounced lisa and not liza uh it's lisa i think okay yeah. and so they are all part of this cartel this crime syndicate that is taking place on this bus and they just need a front man to try and see it so that they can do all of their illegal activities underground hence at the very end of the first episode why lisa ends up going to uh going to the career specialist figures out about Jonathan Fall and then she ends up hiring him before taking out the entire office of, of career specialists. It was almost like Harley Quinn in, in that instance. She murders them all? Yes, completely. In okay. cold blood. Right. Uh, but but Jonathan Fall doesn't know anything about that. He's at home and then he's just excited because he's going to be able to be a captain and possibly prove something to his dick brother uh, Tanner who I think is voiced by Adam Devine. Absolutely. Who I find funny in everything except for this. He was the worst character out of the entire series. You didn't like Bumper. In the... In the <laughs> Bumper and Bumper in Berlin. Yes. I like Bumper. I did not like Tanner. Tanner is just like, he is a character, kind of like you were saying, it focuses so hard on the anti-humor. He's just a ton of sex jokes that he like keeps on throwing out there. I hated his Do you remember character. Sex Drive? Do you remember James Marsden in that? He played like the big, yes. big brother. He was funny. He was funny. Does this, this not work? This, it doesn't work here because sure. he's only in like three episodes and it's just, he's supposed to be kind of like the child that the parents always uh, so not like the same more. Thing. Yeah, they even explain that later on in the episode. But the main plot is that Jonathan Fall, he's going to be the captain of the ship, even though he has no idea what he's going to be doing. And this crime syndicate is going to be doing illegal activities underneath. So throughout this season, how long does it take this guy to finally realize that his ship is not normal? 
he never realizes it. <laughs> Up until episode 10? Ten, ten? 10 episodes in. Even, there's not even like a cliffhanger even in episode the, the, 10? The cliffhanger is supposed to be that there's this good uh, detective named Steele. Agent Steele, they keep calling him. Yeah. Uh, he's in a couple episodes. He's really trying to Played figure out. Christopher Maloney. He figures out more about the ship than Jonathan Fall does because he's able to pick up on some clues. And at the very end of the 10th episode, he's like uh, sneaking onto the ship. He's taking pictures of this illegal activity. Like Aliza, Pedro, and Nico, one thing that I was glad that the show did was it never gave them a moral compass. Sure, Lisa ends up caring for Jonathan like kind of episode eight or nine in, but it really it never focuses on trying to make these characters so, good. So it does have like the Futurama thing where Fry and um, what, what is her face's name? Um, the one with the one eye. Yeah, yeah. Lila? Yeah, or Lila. something like that. Uh, yeah, Lila. Yeah, so Lisa and Lila. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that they both like have sort of a relationship going on. Yes, yeah. It's like a will they, won't they? Yeah, but where the main character is really dumb, where Fry is really dumb, where Jonathan is really dumb, the yes, fall guy, but where and Lila, she still falls for him. Leela and Futurama is yes. supposed to be a likable character. Lisa is but not. But she's still your She's still, she's your still favorite. my favorite character because, like, especially in the office scene, like I said, this show is not afraid to push its boundaries as much as it can. Like, in episode three, it centers on a human zoo. You were talking about the creators are from Norway, right? Yeah, well, two of them are. Two Norwegians are supposed to be the protagonists because they keep on having people from different places like an actual zoo but they're supposed to be like up from britain from the u.s yeah. from norway from all these different places and so that the but it's a contemporary timepiece. it's not like some sort of uh this isn't like the collector in a marvel universe where he's just collecting from different areas this is just some insane person who started stealing people away from yeah, different countries from actually like putting them in their own little rooms and then having people come in like like an actual zoo with animals understood and so the main bad guy is really really mad at the ship because the ship gave him this native american tribe yeah <laughs> that, that showed up in episode two they literally roped them in from a helicopter and they, and they ended up giving it to the main bad guy in that episode yan and yan i thought was one of the best villains because when he brings the native american tribe to the zoo they're they all end up dying they're all dead is the guy Sorry, is the guy named Mr. Tyrant also a villain? Mr. Tyrant is the overarching villain. And that's actually something about this show that I did not understand. At the very end of the first season, you would think that Mr. Tyrant would sell, you would see him again. But you don't see him at all in the finale. And well, it doesn't even seem like he's that big a villain. Well, well, well um, you said that this was sort of like Barry, right? Yes. Okay, because Anthony Cargan, the guy who played No No Hun Hank, what was his name in the show? No is Ho the, Hank. Is, yeah, No Ho Hank is Mr. Tyrant. He's the Tyrant? Yeah, he's Tyrant. <laughs> So, like, I, there's a direct connection. It makes more sense because Noho Hank, at least for the first three seasons of Barry, was kind of supposed to be this villain that you weren't supposed to take seriously. And, and here, the, Mr. Tyrant almost seems like the same exact way. Yeah. Because Lisa and Pedro and, and Nico, the people that really are the bad guys on the ship, that are using Captain Fall, and it took me way too long to realize He's that Captain Fall... Guy. Fall guy, yes. not only that, Jonathan Falls is his last name. Double so it's meaning, like, triple so, meaning, yeah. <laughs> quadruple meaning, yeah. In the show, they are more villainous than Mr. Tyrant even really is. Sure. No, I, see, I get it. No, you see this in like episode three when Jan, is he so mad that the Native American tribe uh, kind of fell sick and they all died that he, Apocalypse Now style, literally it's a reference to it, the Apache helicopters are going to the ship and then Lisa, Pedro, and Nico have to end up taking it out, knock out basically everyone else on the ship and kill 
kill them all. But you didn't like episode three. You said, because you said it took until episode eight, nine, and 10 until you were like, this show is Episode good. eight, nine, and 10 is when I thought that like the show was at its best. That's really when it was at its kind of agent yeah, Elvis but, but level. Why? But episode three, I thought was the best episode up until that point. Understood. Because when you get to episodes eight, nine, and 10, it actually seems like, for example, in episode eight, there's a sweet 16 that they have to go to. This is off the ship. That they have to go to. Yeah. yeah, no, and it's a classic. It's literally James Bond because uh, Jonathan is having to, he's wearing a suit, like a white tuxedo, mm-hmm. and he's having uh, Lisa by his side as kind of like his date, and they have to switch out suitcases just to see, like, because one of them is for, like, the actual Sweet 16 gift, and another is for a device that's supposed to be, like, a wire transfer. Okay. Like, it's it, it's crazy, but that was the most predictable. However, still funny, and it seemed like that's what the show was really trying to go for, stylistic. Whenever you're talking about the animation for this show, it was really good. It was really colorful. It, it was sadly a little bit like the My Story animated YouTube channel sometimes. It's funny, because Joel Trussell got some of his start on YouTube. He did, like, some War Machine video or something like that, and then I think he like bounced around did a lot of like freelancing for a while until he settled with netflix but he's done i think a lot with netflix and uh so i'm sure he'd be happy to hear you say that this also kind of takes from venture bros because a lot of venture bros episodes like to it's the show's called venture bros but it doesn't even focus on the ship the Mm -hmm. same thing with this captain fall has multiple episodes where they're only in it for like one or two scenes and they go off on a completely separate like adventure for example the steel character that i was talking about the actual good detective yeah he has his like an order guy he has like two wait that's christopher maloney <laughs> i didn't i didn't recognize didn't that that was the name, name when i said it yeah, yeah. he has his own adventure that he goes on where he's trying to figure out because he knows that there's this like wooden box with a paw on it and he realizes that that must have some type of illegal activity to the ship that has the same type of wooden box paws on it It sounds kind of like the andy samberg show that we watched a while back where he was like a good detective but at the same time really corny the nicholas cage yes. off one yes i forgot what that was called we, we did it for the show yeah. so we should remember it but yeah yeah i think that the, it's borrowing a lot from other comedies that have come out there you're talking before. about dig man yes dig man yeah and and like i already compared it to another period the great like it feels like even though you said it was super dark and that there's like people have compared it to chuck and bojack and uh it just it, it feels just, like there's so chuck much chuck and bojack uh, both have a story to it there are some clunkers in this show that I should so there's the good to. and there's the bad there's the really and bad you can, can kind of see that there's a full episode having to deal with tanner that i absolutely hated because i hated tanner's character okay full of sex jokes he gets basically me too he tries to end up calling jonathan to now try it sounds and like get on clone the, high right yeah the first episode of that yes. about someone gave me to yeah abe lincoln here though here i actually liked seeing it because tanner was you just such it. an idiotic person yeah and he tries to call jonathan tries to get on the ship and then jonathan ends up saying no sometimes the payoff of the episodes weren't even really that good either because they didn't do anything for example i have to bring up episode four episode four is probably the worst episode of the entire year and i'm including velma i'm including all the bad shows two out of ten the only reason why I'm giving it a 2 out of 10 is because David Swimmer makes a cameo appearance. And so, you hate David Swimmer. You, no, you hate Friends. <laughs> I just said that the main... I'm giving it a point for that. Okay. Joel and Viv doesn't have anything to do with the boat storyline at all. The boat characters are practically barely in it. It's about a husband and a wife, and they are going to be going to a swingers party. Uh-huh. The first, like, five minutes, I was just trying to see where the episode was heading, 
but it pissed me off so much because when they get to the swingers party, Joel is really into it. That's David Swimmer's character. Mm-hmm. He's he's really like his, uh, wanting to like sleep with other people. And then he ends up meeting this girl. They go into a separate room. He's not able to get hard, even though he stopped at a convenience store to oh, get Viagra. Wow. Uh-huh. And then like that was all his storyline. He goes back upstairs and then his wife is with her. Is no. Oh, okay. His wife, he goes into a separate room. His wife is getting fucked by nine people. Wow. It was it was seriously infuriating. Because at the end of the night, uh, Joel and Viv, they get back in the car. Viv is really happy about the whole entire scenario. Joel is, like, fuming. He stops at the convenience store again, goes to the convenience manager, and is like, this Viagra that I got didn't work. And then the convenience store manager is like, okay, come into the back. I have some magic for you. That's what he refers to it as. Okay. And then... It, like, cut. so it's kind of gross. It it's just it's gross. incredibly gross. And then he ends up dying. They cut like <laughs> to the next thing. No, it wasn't funny. No. I hated it okay. so much. Joel ends up dying, and then the and then the cops or the agents from the first episode that are kind of going through this uh the boat like kind of investigation, they realize that there's a string of deaths in the area as to this like magic drug that people are taking because they literally have boners as they're dead. And then they they go to the convenience store because they realize that the convenience manager must be selling these people that and then the convenience store blows up and then that's the end of the episode had absolutely nothing to do with the main plot didn't bring the story along at all i hated it so much that's there was no reason for it i think i'm gonna just uh say like a repeated quote that joel trussell said and it's like just because you can do it with animation doesn't mean you should and, and it just they sounds absolutely like this is- <laughs> did. <laughs> For one episode. For one episode. Let's concentrate on the good because I want to know what happens in 8, 9, 10. What finishes off this season that makes you want to continue it? The show is at its best when it's taking place on the boat and you are able to see Captain Fall and every one of the crew members kind of... Uh, is he becoming a better captain? Uh, so they actually do have a little bit of a transformative moment where in episode two, he's afraid to kind of address the crew and everyone on the ship. And then in episode 10, he's able to do so. Yeah. But. So he's able to public speak better. (laughs) He's gotten a little bit more confidence. But when you are watching 10 episodes, you expect at some point for the shoe to drop. And like I said, it never does. Captain Fall ends up at one point in episode six, I think. He's going downstairs and he's about to finally catch the legal business doing what it's going to do. And then he gets knocked out. So it's like... I feel like he would be so oblivious, though. They could also just make up an excuse on the spot and he'd believe them. Well, also, that kind of makes sense because in episode nine he ends up going out with lisa which mm-hmm. i think was one of like the kind of the laziest parts of the thing because one of the things i liked about lisa was that she had no moral compass she's not afraid to kill people in this show and then in the end she ends up having to go out she with could be like the brooklyn Dunn. 99 character the one who's like very hardcore but then at the same time still liked had like a heart inside deep it's oh, very well deep no inside, it's shown because in episode nine lisa it's on vacation now the cruise is on vacation lisa and jonathan end up going to jonathan's parents house jonathan's parents i hated i I hate them as well. Okay. And we, we they are introduced to Tanner. And when they are all out, because Jonathan now is the child that the parents like, they don't care anything about Tanner. They go to this country club just so that the parents can get this card because their kid is a captain and it should really help them. They're rich assholes. The, what boils down to is what happens at the house. 
Tanner tries to hit on hit on Lisa, and then Lisa ties him up naked. Okay. <laughs> and then threatens him as like you have to start acting nice to Jonathan now. And then Tanner's character completely changes. Hmm. And that's what happens in episode nine. Even though again it was predictable, I thought that that was one of the best episodes because it at least had something going on. In episode ten, there is a singles cruise, which is really just a front so Al Jermaine, a client of Mr. Tyrant, can find a wife. <laughs> but however. So, like, every episode, they have the uh, bad part of the crew in the back doing their yes. own thing, and Captain Fall is thinking that, like, other events are happening up in the front, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's thinking that this is really just actually a singles cruise where people are trying to find yeah. love, but really, it's just a way... So, it's so like a love that, boat. So It's just a way so that the people underground can knock out everybody and take the person that Al Jermaine finds to be the prettiest and then put him on, like, a helicopter and they can leave. So, the crew is working with... Uh, the t- Mr. Tyrant then. Yes. Okay, understood. Yeah, the crew is always working with Mr. Understood. Tyrant. Understood, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then Steel, he's taking pictures of this whole entire thing, and at the very end of the season, the, the cliffhanger that we are left off with is Steel. He is speaking to Jonathan, and he's telling him that he's going to be his worst nightmare. He okay. doesn't even know who Steel is. So, so he's come to the wrong conclusion. Steel comes to the conclusion that Jonathan is the, is kind of, yeah, he is, is the main bad guy behind the whole entire thing. Basically, Mr. Tyrant. Uh-huh. And then he ends up falling off the boat or jumps off the boat. Captain Fall does? Or, or no, Steel. Steel. So I Steel, thought that Steel Jonathan Fall at that point would realize something, but it doesn't even seem like it does because the episode just ends there. But you're curious to see where it goes from there. I, I mean, I guess kind what, of. What's your verdict on the whole thing? I would give the whole thing a five out of ten because although the majority of the episodes I had passing, I could take one point off of every episode and not really be that concerned with my rating. This seems like it has something, but it's not even really like the audience or the critics have figured out what that something is yet. So it I hasn't think met its potential quite. If yet. it stayed away from the shock humor, because like I said, episode four was awful. Literally, is going to be on my worst of list. Made the plots more relevant to the story because they're. There are so many different side plots that this thing has that doesn't even tie back into the episode and didn't beat every single joke into the ground much like royal crackers did because this could this show could honestly be on adult swim i think it would be a lot better that's why i'm going to give the show a five out of ten all right well i do have some interesting facts to throw your way um you know paul rubens he unfortunately died on sunday july 30th Wee herman um, one of the shows you might not know that he was in, he was actually part of the Vampire Council in season one of What We Do in the Shadows. No, I saw that. I checked. You remember Pee- that? I, no, I didn't remember. I checked Pee Wee Herman's Wikipedia. Yeah, but I, I think it was like died. him and the Marvel lady, the Miss Marvel. Like she was there too. Yeah, no, there was there was a ton of people there. A bunch I remember of guest they stars. said Wesley Snipes, except it wasn't <laughs> actually him. But you had the people from the original film as well. Yeah, episode yeah, seven. But speaking of What We Do in the Shadows, that was actually the show that inspired, um, or actually not the show that, but the movie the original movie yeah, right, is what inspired them to make the Norseman show. Um, and so once they did that, though, Jermaine found out about the D- Norseman show. Yes. Um, and, and so he knew about that. And then what happens? Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement start working on a live action swashbuckling comedy about the ocean in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of similar to Norseman. And that's called Our Flag Means Death which came out like right. last year. Yeah. Big hit. On HBO, right? I think, yeah. And it just it feels like it's a convergent evolution of ideas because then you have this show, which was pitched to Netflix. And I think Netflix might have even like knew, known about the whole Our Flag Means Death and thought maybe that humor would have been like too similar if they had made a live action version of it. Because and you're saying you have, that's why they ended up doing no, it? No, no, no. I'm completely speculating that, right? 
And so I was just thinking, like, it's funny how the thing that inspired uh, you ended up like those creators ended up doing something rather similar because our flag means death. I think Reese Darby plays a captain where he doesn't know what his ship is up to. Uh-huh. Right. Like he's not a good captain by any means. The thing about this show is there's so much action and there's so much like crazy stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they might have changed that all in post with animation or when they were writing it. But I don't think that they could have done a live action version of Captain Fall because it just seems like too much crazy craziness yeah, would, would be it definitely portray it. it definitely adapted like as they brought in the whole animation team and joel trussell and joel trussell went on and did an ama on reddit like last week or something right mm-hmm. and while i was doing research for this i saw that he was still answering questions and so i reached out to him and i thought okay what if we got the show creator to, to throw in a little <laughs> fact or something like that and he actually did he was nice enough to to, to tell me that um uh so you said that uh what, who was Sorry, the brother's for, name? really fast you're saying that joel trussell actually responded to your comment yeah do you want me to just read the comments <laughs> yeah. right out? okay i'll read the comments straight out it says hey sure thing one weird fact is jason ritter originally auditioned to be tanner and he was amazing we were committed to having him play the role as we went further into the process we had some difficulty finding our jonathan someone brought up the idea of jason trying for the lead role and he nailed that too once we had adam devine in place to play tanner it seemed like all the puzzle pieces finally lined up. We feel really lucky to have the cast and guest stars that signed on. Hope the podcast goes well. He's a really nice guy. Um, but point, point was, point is, is that surprising to you? Do you think that the main character could have played the Dick brother? I mean, I, I don't think so because, but again, I've only really heard him. The voice acting, I thought he's the I same guy did. from another period. Like he was in. That I was too. trying to figure out who Jason Ritter was. He's, he's basically, you know, what of, he is. Yeah. He's Michael Sarah. He's Michael Sarah in every single thing that he's ever been in, whether I mean, it be Arrested Development. That's that's the Captain Fall character. Yes, he, he's he's Arrested Development. That character, the Barbie movie. Uh, I, I mean, anything I've seen else. him play comedy. I've also seen him play serious in like the event. He was the main star of that. Like, oh, okay. and, and again, his dad was super famous. I remember seeing his dad in scrubs so unfortunately passed away john ritter um but i was I, wondering if he was possibly the brother of Kristen ritter but yeah, I no so. i don't i don't think so either but he does have a big family like i think his grandpa was like named tex ritter or something like that tex ritter yeah like it's a cool name isn't it yeah. <laughs> um anyways uh yeah but uh that's how i want to end it besides just throwing going through the reviews real quick it has a 6.7 on imdb decider said stream it it's nuanced with an actual story um they have written 10 more episodes, uh, recorded them, storyboarded them. They're ready to release them, but they need people to watch it now. So mm-hmm. even though you said you're only going to give it a 5 out of 10, I would recommend people go in and check out like a couple episodes and, and try to get those numbers up for them. If you are going to watch the show, I think the best way to do it is the way that I did it, which is binge watch it. This isn't a show that you should really spread out. If you if you have like a day off and you're interested in it, I would probably say watch all 10 episodes there because it's going to be a lot more easy to digest and, uh, and yeah. Alright, well thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.